This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. It's me, just me, all alone, solo, no guest. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. <laughs> I always wondered about that. I, I, good Lord. I hope we have no mice in here. Uh, <laughs> not a creature was stirring, except for the podcaster, except for the father and husband. Uh, Snoopy's out uh, doing her night shift. She loves working uh, during these these holidays. Little ex- little extra cash, a little extra on the paycheck there on these on these holiday uh, these holiday work nights. Uh, she's a tough little thing. She doesn't mind working. And uh, the babies are in bed. You know, I was just thinking, I I was trying to remember how old was I before I kind of caught on to this whole Santa Claus ruse, this whole uh, Santa Claus shenanigans. Yeah. I think the kids, uh, I don't know, I think they're still holding on to a little bit, to a little bit of the belief in Santa Claus and whatnot. Hopefully they are. That's a sign of how good of a parent you are. How long can you keep your kids believing in Santa Claus? <laughs> no, so I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I don't know. I just felt a little inspired. I felt like I just felt like doing this episode. It's going to be a short one. I just want to reach out to everybody. I want to wish everybody well. Uh, happy Hanukkah to my wonderful Jewish fam- Jewish family and friends out there. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you want to celebrate in these days. Uh, make it a happy one. Make it a celebratory period. I know that's kind of hard to do for my fellow countrymen back home. There's some crazy, crazy times. Can you can you believe that uh, the president actually got in the way of citizens uh, getting $600 in their hand? And then uh, the Republican Party got in the way of a little amendment to this uh, to this little package uh, when it got suggested that it be raised up to two thousand dollars for Americans. And now the Republicans got in the way of that. So nothing has happened. Nobody's getting anything in their hands to to, to supplement their income uh, for for Christmas. It's a shame. It's a shame. But let's just uh, open our hearts to our fellow countrymen, you know, I'm not there. I'm living here in Norway, but I'm still an American at heart. And um, my friends, my family, they're Americans. So my heart is with you all. I ask everybody to open your heart, open your eyes and look around you. And if you see somebody hurting and if you are capable, I understand you might be in just as much trouble as the person you see in trouble. But if you can find some practical way of helping somebody, please do it. Uh, in these days, there are so many of us uh, back there in America who are suffering. Uh, do what you can to help out. Let's make this uh, a happy holiday season. Let's make this a merry Christmas. It's hard to do, but let's do what we can. And uh, and and having said that, I know you know. Having said how difficult things are, try and find the gold under the pile of crap <laughs> that might be in front of you. Try and find the gold. Try and find that light. Uh, shiny uh, object in the darkness 
try and find some reason to to be happy find find something to be thankful for because it's there it may be hard to to see it may be hard to find uh but 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 it is there yeah you know it's a interesting uh <laughs> interesting winter so far interesting interesting christmas here there is uh, you know i i don't know uh, how much this has to do with climate change uh uh, alert, alert, surprise, I am a believer in climate change. I don't think there's too much to disbelieve. I mean, the science shows that there are changes in the climate, but it's just weird here in Norway. There's no snow on the ground in this area where we live. Now, you get up in the up in the mountains up around the city, and, uh, uh, of course, the further north you go in, in uh, Norway, we're kind of in the south coastal, southeast coastal area of Norway here. But the further north you get, yeah, there's snow. But it's just weird that there's no snow on the ground here. It's actually been kind of rainy the last couple of days. Um, strange, strange feeling. Strange winter, strange Christmas feeling so far. But uh, love is in the air. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, we, we had a great day today. Um, feeling the love here in our household. Very quiet and... Um, isolated celebration for us um we had uh i had a pork roast and snoopy and the babies they had the i call it dead meat it's one of those nasty uh lamb uh, uh, type of dishes not the head for goodness sakes although they do eat that here uh not the head but uh i guess it'd be lamb uh i don't know is it ribs is it legs uh, liver, intestines, I don't know, <laughs> some kind of lamb meat, like salted and, and like cured over a period of months. I'll put it to you this way. When you, when, when Snoop, I was with Snoopy shopping, uh, for this, this food, this sustenance, uh, that we had today. And when you buy this meat, this, this, uh, lamb, uh, meat that they ate today, it's not even refrigerated. Um, I don't know for my prudish, civilized American mind, any kind of meat that's not refrigerated is questionable. Questionable. It's not even refrigerated. It's just kind of sitting there. Uh, I've witnessed Snoopy buying this stuff and she'll buy it and it will sit for weeks just on the countertop. Not, uh, not refrigerated at all. I'm kind of teasing. I understand there's certain techniques, salting and smoking of this kind of meat. I get it. You know, you, you, you can't eat it. It is, um, it is food, but it's just, I don't know, it's a little creepy to me. Uh, plus, I just don't like the taste of lamb. So I had a good old pork roast. They had this crazy uh, lamb stuff, and uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Had a little ice cream, you know, the typical, uh, you know, goodies after afterwards. And um, Santa Claus will be visiting a little bit later, and uh, when the kids wake up, they'll be... Uh, presents under the tree. Snoopy will come home from, uh, from work and we will have a nice breakfast and, uh, open some presents and, uh, you know, have a, have a little cozy time for a while, laugh a little. And, uh, and then Snoopy will lay down and uh, get some sleep and that'll be our Christmas day. Just quiet and, and simple. Uh, trying to, we're trying to be careful thinking of COVID, uh, for goodness sakes, people, please protect yourselves. Uh, 
if you don't believe COVID is an issue, I'm not going to try and convince you, but, but I'll just say this, please protect yourself. Please be careful out there. Um, I, I hope those who are listening, take into consideration the, uh, reality of COVID, uh, be careful, protect yourselves so that you can, uh, enjoy Christmas. You can enjoy your new year. You can enjoy the months to come. Uh, don't, don't make yourself sick. Don't make someone in your family sick, uh, protect yourselves and be careful. So, um, yeah, I tell you, going over to, uh, things that are a little bit lighter. Uh, I had a great time, uh, the last couple of days, you know, I, I've mentioned this before in my podcast. I want, uh, Snoopy and the babies to laugh. I want to make them laugh, uh, every day. That's a goal of mine. And I achieve that every single day, no matter what's going on. But the last couple of days, I tell you, I, I've been on a roll. I have been on a roll. So I, um, I actually have taken some of this stuff. Uh, they're kind of like a sounding board for me to see what works humor-wise. Uh, if I can make Snoopy chuckle, because she has this weird, weird sense of humor. Uh, so if I can make her chuckle... And then I figure I'm on to something and I'll actually kind of explore it and see if I can write around what I said and make it into a bit, make it into a stand-up bit. So I've been having some fun the last couple of days, did a little bit of writing, um, which I'm proud of because writing has been a struggle this past year. It's been a struggle. But I tell you, when I, when I am able to write, whether it's uh, lyrics for a song or music for a song or a little bit of poetry. Uh, I, I did a, oh yeah, by the way, go to johnallenpod.com, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com, and check out uh, a blog post that I did a couple of days. I wrote uh, like a thousand word thing. It was a little, maybe around 1,100 words on some thoughts that I had. I'm not going to spoil it by telling you what I wrote about, but please go in there and check that out, johnallenpod.com, and then go in on my blog and uh, just check out what I wrote about. So, um, what was I saying? Yes. When I am able to write, it's, it's quite the feeling of release, the quite, quite the feeling, uh, you know, I, I remind myself of my artistic side, uh, which I haven't been able to do very often this past year. So, um, you know, th there's a lot of reasons for that. If you've been listening, you know, I lost my son, um, in November of 2019. So I have been quite affected by that. And it's kind of, you know, to a certain degree, I am that artist who can have pain and then write a great lyric or something uh, out of that pain. I can do that. I have done that. But but it, it, it has drastically reduced my productivity. Uh, you know, this this thing, you know, dealing with my son being gone and <clears throat> being gone, excuse me. Um, it has made uh, uh, it's, it's done something to my artistic expression. But, uh, so yeah, so, so when I do write something, when something does come out, uh, you know, and I'm able to do a decent solo episode on my podcast, or I'm able to write a, a good lyric, a good song, uh, or a great blog post like I did the other day, uh, it's quite the feeling of, of release and quite the feeling of success. So it was great to feel that the last couple of days, like I said, making, making Snoopy and the babies laugh. And, uh, and then thinking afterwards, wow, that was kind of funny. Uh, let me see if I can work this into a bit. So I've, I've haven't performed standup since March, um, because of COVID. I don't want to be out there. I don't want to bring the, the, 
I don't want to bring that uh, into the household, so I've just stayed away from the mic, stayed off the stage. Um, but even though I haven't been on stage, I have been writing a little bit and, and just kind of cleaning up my routine a little bit, adding some new stuff. So when the time comes, I'll have plenty of material when, it, when the time comes to go back to stand-up. Ah, a little drink of water there. No editing on this podcast. No editing whatsoever. You'll hear everything. All the sniffs, all the snuffles, all the misspoken words, and also when I drink water. A little too much sugar today, so I'm kind of dry. Wow, that ice cream uh, was a real kicker. If you guys uh, are ever in Norway, you need to check out Mervin Peak Ice Cream. Good Lord. Norwegian ice cream, Norwegian chocolate, Norwegian candy is something uh, different. It's it's not what you're going to find back home. It's, uh, I don't know, it's more real. I don't know how to explain it. It tastes more real. It tastes like what chocolate should taste like. So uh, I had my share of that uh, ice cream, that that good old sugary chocolate Mervyn Pick ice cream. And this is not a paid advertisement. I'm just telling you guys the truth. If you check out Norwegian ice cream, if you can get Mervyn, well, actually Mervyn Pick, I believe that's a Swedish brand. Actually, my bad. That's not a Norwegian ice cream. Oh well, Scandinavian, Scandinavian ice cream. Uh, what else? Yeah, earlier today. Wow, <clears throat> I had a great conversation with my ma. Now I talked to her. Uh, at least once a week, more often, uh, a couple times a week, I'll be on the phone with my mom, who, of course, is still living back home uh, in the States. But today I talked with her for about an hour and 40 minutes. What a great conversation. Um, should I give my mom a shout out? She'll never listen to this. She's one of those old school uh, people who she knows nothing of the Internet. She does not have a smartphone. Uh, she doesn't even have a cell phone period. No cell phone, uh, no internet, no laptop computer, doesn't know anything about Spotify, nothing. So she'll never hear this. (laughs) She will never hear this. But what a great conversation I had with her just talking about, um, I don't know, I I guess I get reflective around the holidays as one does. So I was just thinking about my grandma who passed, uh, she was 93 when she passed in 2012. May she rest in peace. She's probably the greatest influence I've ever had in my life. I've never known a person who was more sweet and kind and calm. Um, it, she she just had, my grandmother just had, she was peace. Peace, that was her. She was peace. It was the very essence of her. Peace and calm and love. Uh, as a grandma should be, but she there's something special about her. Um, so I was thinking a lot about her. Uh, today. And then when I had my mom on the telephone, I started asking her questions about, uh, you know, what she could remember about, you know, stories about the old folks. Uh, on my mom's side of, of the family, it's, it's just an interesting group of people. Her father, um, old Albert Richmond, um, my grandfather, he died right around uh, maybe slightly before or slightly after, I'm sorry, slightly after I was born. So I never knew him, but uh, my grandma and all the years before she passed, I was always asked. I was a kid, even at a young age, I would be asking questions about, uh, you know, family stuff. It just interested me, you know, uh, you know, family history, I guess, always interested me from a very young age. So I was kind of talking to Ma about this and and she was talking about how um, 
old Albert, her father, my grandfather, came from a family with five sets of twins. Can you imagine that? Five sets of twins in his family, his brothers, all of his brothers and sisters. In other words, they were, um, they were, uh, yeah, five, five sets of twins, you know, 10 kids all, and, 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 and twins, uh, which I just, I've always thought that was just a fascinating thing. And uh, so Ma was just telling me what it was like when she was a kid and she can remember taking that drive uh, from Ohio and then down to Kentucky and, uh, you know, to see my grandmother's side of the family, then further down into Tennessee, northeastern Tennessee, or well, eastern Tennessee, I guess you could say, to check out my grandfather's uh, side of the family. And it was just kind of interesting tying her memories of those days with my memories of those days when I was young, because, you know, I can remember, you know, going down there and, and meeting some of my grandfather's brothers and sisters, and then, of course, their children, my mother's cousins and whatnot. And uh, I don't know, you know, you get older and you don't travel as much. And <laughs> when you don't have the internet or a cell phone, you just kind of slowly lose contact, I guess, with family who live, you know, three or four states away, as it is with my mother and her family. So some of these people she hasn't seen in years. In fact, she was telling me when my grandmother died in 2012, uh, some of them came up to my grandmother's funeral. And that was the first time she had seen them at that time in several decades, you know, going back to when I was a kid. And um, like I said, I've always been a family history buff. And it's just a little, it's a little sad that, uh, you know, I, I think about our situation here, you know, Snoopy and I, we are, we are alone. It is just us. Uh, no family around us here. We, it, it's, it's just us. And I'm, I've been thinking about how different that must be for our two babies to not, you know, when I, when I was growing up, um, we lived right next door to my mother's brother, my uncle and his wife and their three daughters, you know, my three cousins, we grew up right next door to them. So going back from the time we were babies, uh, up until we moved out of the city when I was eight years old. And even after we moved away, we still had close uh, ties with them. They were they were always coming out to us out in the country where we lived, or we would come back into the city to visit, you know, grandma and aunts and uncles and, of course, those cousins. But we grew up with them like they were our sisters, more like our sisters rather than our cousins. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think about how different it is for Snoopy and I, uh, our, our two babies, how they don't, they don't have that. Um, they have their friends. They have Snoopy and I, and they have each other, but they don't have that, uh, they don't have that, they don't have that family circle. They don't have that, uh, yeah, it was like a pride of lions we were. <laughs> there were just so many of us, you know, and my grandmother lived a couple blocks away. Uh, our, my other set of grandparents lived only a couple blocks away. My aunt lived right down the street. Um, I can remember uh, a couple of uh, my mother's uncles, my great uncles, I guess that would be, who, you know, lived, you know, at, at times with my grandmother. You know, we, we were just all there. That was, that's the way it was. And, and our kids don't have that. Um, we're doing fine. You know, life is good. We have our, a, a great life here, but I just wonder how much better it would be if we had, I, I shouldn't think like that because you know, it is what it is. We have the family situation that we have. We are here and the rest of my family is over there 
And yeah, I don't know, but distance, you know, it's only a plane ticket away. Of course, now with COVID traveling is a stupid thing to do. Uh, in my opinion, do what you want. Well, don't do what you want too much because what you do will affect me. Uh, <laughs> but please stay home if you can. Anyway, as long as COVID is going on, we're not going to travel. But one thing I do want to do when it's safe to travel, I'm gonna, I'm going back because there are still some uh, people who are even older than my mother who are still alive and kicking and still down there in Tennessee. Uh, some of them in Kentucky, from what I understood from my mom today. I want to go back. I want to get in touch with them. And, I, and th- there's things that need to be, I don't know, do I need to write it down? Do I need to, to record it maybe and, 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 and have that for posterity's sake? You know, uh, that's, that's family history. There's some real cool and interesting things. Like I said, I spoke with my mother today for like an hour and 40, hour and 45 minutes. Uh, and some of the stories I already knew. My mother had already told me before. She's at that age where she'll, <laughs> she's kind of, I shouldn't tease her. Yes, I can tease her. She'll never hear this, but she'll, she'll kind of repeat herself. So she's told me some of these stories already. My grandmother told me some of those stories, but my mom also told me some new things uh, about uh, old family members back then. And it's just so interesting. Um, maybe there's some answers in there as to why I am the way I am. Maybe I can hear some family history and it might explain a few things. Um, but I get the feeling there'll be even more questions which is great. I like questions. Hey, by the way, it's one minute until midnight. So uh, here in Norway, anyway, uh, back on the East Coast in the States, um, it's one minute before 6 p.m., one minute before midnight, and it will be Christmas. And here I am talking to you guys, wasting your time. No, I'm not wasting your time. This is just a conversation. Nothing wrong with a little conversation. Maybe some of you are alone as well in uh when I finish this and I'll post it immediately. Uh, so some of you may be listening to this within the next hour. This might help you um, get through this uh, silent night. This might help you get through this uh, moment of reflection. And like I said, maybe some of you are alone and this might help you. Or maybe not. Maybe it'll be annoying. I don't know. Uh, what is it? 30 seconds before midnight. Let me turn on my... There we go. It's midnight. I almost said Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everybody. It just turned midnight here in Norway. Just now. Merry Christmas. Um, Yeah, how about that? Merry Christmas. Christmas 2020. Yeah. No, so anyway, it was, like I said, it was just a great conversation with my mother. um, Talking about old family stories. And I'm talking about old family stories about rural black life down south. Um, my mother uh, was, it was just interesting the way she remembered some of the things and it wasn't all that different from what I remember. So things hadn't really changed in some ways. It had not changed from the time she was a kid, you know, between, you know, the age of whatever and like five and, and, and 10, 12 years old. It hadn't changed that much from the way I experienced things down there uh, when I was around 5, 10, 12, 15 years old. It was just real interesting. It was very interesting to uh, to talk with her about that. So cherish your conversations with your mothers. Uh, do that. And your fathers. Uh, if, uh, if you have both of your parents, you are blessed. If you have both of your parents and you have a good relationship with them, you're even more blessed. 
Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful for that conversation I had with my mother. Usually when I call her, it's like a five, 10 minute conversation. Hey, how you doing? We're good. Kids are good. Any news to be had? And okay, talk to you again. And that's it. But uh, every once in a while, we have these long conversations uh, where we just talk about good stuff, family stuff. And this was one of those times. Uh, <laughs> we, we were also talking about, um, now, this is going back uh, before Snoopy and I moved here to Norway. Uh, because my mother has had a very interesting uh, career. She's retired now, but she had a very interesting career. Uh, I'm going to save details about her career because I'll, I'll let you know a secret. I'm trying to get my ma to come on my podcast because she has a story. She has a lot of stories to tell, but her, she's had a very interesting work career. She's worked in the federal court system. Um, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff there. But I had always been interested in her job. And, and uh, so, so this is going back to around 2001, 2002, right around there, maybe in 2000, right around that area before Snoopy and I moved here to Norway. And um, we were living uh, out of state, you know, uh, my family is in, in Ohio. And we went back to visit and my ma had worked it out to where she could have us come in where she worked at the federal building there in the federal courthouse at the federal building. And, and she was going to give us a tour and she says, but uh, you know, this is a professional uh, atmosphere. You guys need to dress up. So <laughs> I had, t I took Snoopy to the, to the store. I don't know, Kmart or <laughs> whatever. No, I took her to a very decent store. I bought her this beautiful, um, it was like a, it was like a greenish, uh, because my wife has hazel eyes. So I picked out this, this, uh, this outfit. It was a, a skirt and blazer, very professional looking type of outfit, uh, with a green, uh, like a tinted green, a strange color of green, but it just hit her eyes. I can remember this. And, uh, and, uh, and I had gotten a suit, got it tailored and, and, and this is back when, I mean, Snoopy and I are still in, in, in uh, pretty decent shape. But, you know, this is going back 20 years and we were, we were, we were, we were hot, we cut, cut like diamonds. You know, Snoop had the, had the pow and the boom, boom in the, in the waistline and, 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 you know, and she still does. She still, she still looks good. Um, I'm not saying she lost it, but back then she, she was, she was pretty hot. I was all, you know, all in bodybuilding shape and all this stuff. And my mother, a uh, very attractive lady, you know, professional, well-dressed. So we get there uh, to the federal building and we were running late. We were supposed to meet the judge uh, that, that my, my mother worked for. And uh, we were running late, and we but we couldn't be late because you know he's a, this is a federal judge. He's got uh, uh, things to do. He has a schedule, and uh, it, it was an honor to be able to go in and meet this guy. He was kind of interested in my career at the time. Uh, you know, I I I didn't want to be late. This was a guy who could possibly be a mentor. Or so, you know, I wasn't actually, actually, I wasn't thinking about that at the time, but I didn't want to disrespect the man's time. So Snoopy and I and my ma, we, we, we drove in there t together. Uh, we get out of the car and, you know, and, and we're rushing through the federal building. We go through the security check, which I'm sure it was much lighter back then than it, than it, uh, than it is these days. We go through the security check and we walk, we're walking through this, uh, cafeteria area. There's maybe... I don't know, 40 or 50 people uh, sitting in there, employees, 
you know, lawyers, whoever, people who work in the federal building. And here we come, these three, you know, fit and well-dressed people. And we were walking, walking fast. Uh, so picture like a scene in some kind of action movie. These people, you know, the doors kind of slam open and these people come walking through uh, real fast with serious looks on their face. That's Snoopy, my ma and I. And every, I remember this, every head in that cafeteria turned. And I'm sure they were looking at, you know, my mother struck a very um, uh, attractive figure. She's this, she's, she, you know, she, she's, I'm, I'm the ugliest one in our family. I'll put it to you that way. My, so my mother is looking uh, quite professional, Snoopy looking like the goddess that she is. And, and, you know, I'm this, this, this big, big black guy. So we're, we're catching people's eyes. We're walking through. And I remember we walked past this table um, they looked like they were maybe, uh, maintenance people. Cause I remember they all had coveralls on and they're sitting at one of the tables in the cafeteria. And as we walk by this one guy at the table is looking us up and down. And as we walk by, he just goes, damn. <laughs> so that was probably, that's one of the moments where I felt like, you know, everybody has that moment. I hope you have that moment from time to time. We are like, yeah, you know, I, I, I got it going on. I got this. And that is one of my moments, I guess, where I felt like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of cool in this moment. So, hold on to those feelings, people. They, they don't come that often. But when you get those good feelings uh, like that, where you feel like you are, yeah, you, you got your stuff together. You're kind of you're important. You've got a purpose. Uh, you have an audience looking. Uh, I'm an entertainer, so I, I like an audience. What can I say? But uh it was, it was just a cool, a cool moment. So we made it to the judge on time. Uh, judge Matea was his name, a uh, short little Italian guy uh, that my mother worked for. And it was just, uh, it was so cool to meet him. It was so cool to go in there and see how my mother worked and meet the people she worked with. It was great to meet the judge. He was a great, great guy. He would always check in. Like I said, he was kind of kind of interested in my career at the time, so he would always check in and ask how Snoopy and I were doing. Uh, he thought it was so cool that we had moved, when we ended up moving to Norway and... Uh, yeah, so I, so I was telling the babies today, you know, they're not too young to where they can't learn these lessons. I told them it's, it's very important when you get the chance to meet someone important, don't screw it up. You know, you, you meet that person. Uh, uh, I, I'm the type of guy, I hate wearing a suit. I hate wearing a tie, but I went out and I got the, I bought that suit. I bought Snoopy that dress. I bought my suit. I got it uh, tailored and I got dressed up to go meet this judge. And I'm so glad I did it. Uh, I tell the kids, you, you get a chance to meet somebody important. You do it and you take it seriously. Um, you you never know. You you it 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 it's always good to have somebody who who's got your back. Who's somebody who's got your back. Uh, you never want to miss an opportunity for a good mentor. So there's the lesson in that. Um, <laughs> and it's also cool to have a cafeteria full of federal employees turn their head and look at you like you're important when you walk through. So there's the lesson in that. So it was just kind of cool to talk again. All of this came from a conversation, an hour and 40 hour and 45 minute long conversation with my mother today. So it was just kind of cool to, uh, to have that conversation. I hadn't thought about that episode going in there and meeting the judge and, and rushing through that uh, federal building. I haven't thought about that in quite some time. So it was kind of good to, it was fun to, to think about that again. Um, yeah, cherish your moments, people. Cherish your, cherish your moments. 
So I'm running out of things to say. I never want to repeat myself. Um, none of this is scripted, so I apologize if it's rambling. No, you know what? I take that back. I don't apologize if uh, if this is rambling and a little disconnected. Uh, I just wanted to share some thoughts. I uh, wanted to share some feelings. Share your feelings, people. Tell tell people how you feel. Nobody 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 does that uh, these days. Um, share your thoughts. Share your feelings. It's therapeutic. Um, you, and you never know. You never know if you're helping someone by sharing your thoughts. Um, I don't know. I can't imagine how this, uh, now it's been 32 minutes. I don't know how these 32 minutes can help anyone. But I've been surprised a couple of times um, when people share the reactions to some of these episodes, not necessarily uh, my solo episodes, but if I have that interesting guest on, uh, I tell you people all the time, I bring my guests on because they, I feel like they can move me in some way. I feel like I can gain something and come out of that conversation on these episodes, a better man for having had that conversation. And my hope is that you people feel the same way by listening uh, that it has helped you in some way, that it has shown you an opportunity to better your better your lives, to put you in a stronger position so that you are more capable of helping not only yourself, but, but helping others. So that's the purpose of my podcast. I hope somehow I achieve that in this uh, half-hour-long rambling rant. Um, yeah, and to all a good night. Bye now. Thank you and goodbye.